Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors and over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. Welcome into the Bruce Hooley Show. It is Monday, November 20th, the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm Jack Windsor, Editor-in-Chief of the Ohio Press Network, filling in for Bruce. Phone lines are open today and all week, 844-825-5989. Give us a call. Let us know what's on your mind. And, well, it's rivalry week. This week, the Buckeyes travel north to take on that team up north, as Woody Hayes called them. So uh, lots of anticipation around that ball game. And yesterday, the Browns from Cleveland took on the Steelers. From where are they from? Pittsburgh, somewhere in that ballpark. Uh, in a rivalry game that saw the Browns without some key offensive linemen, their franchise quarterback, and arguably the best running back in the league, Nick Chubb. He's out for the whole year. Nonetheless, with just seconds left on the clock, score tied at 10, Browns kicker, Dustin Hopkins strolled to the 24-yard line with a chance to give the Browns a massive win and put them about a half game behind the Ravens atop the AFC North. And, well, let's join Jim Donovan from the Cleveland Browns Radio Network for the call. Uh, cut one. 24-yard line is where they spotted. 34-yard field goal attempt. Again, Charlie Hewlett looks back. The long snapper. The Steelers all up on the line. Five seconds to go. Here we go. Hewlett ready to put the ball back. Waiting. Snaps it back. Ball down. Hopkins into it. Flag down. Kick is up. And the kick is good. With two seconds left. There's a flag. I'm not going to lie. When I saw the flag, I thought, here we go again. But it was here we go again. The Browns pulling off a third straight victory. Wow, that was exciting. Sports, man. It's a a welcome reprieve uh, and outlet from political and policy talk. And uh, tomorrow, we'll take another break. We'll get some insight from a former Buckeye legend who has some stories and some gold pants to go with those stories. He's a friend. He's Matt Finkus. Matt played for the Bucks from 93 to 96. He was a defensive stalwart, played some in the NFL. And uh, he's going to give us some recollections uh, from his experience with the game and maybe his prediction for who's going to win in Ann, Ann, Ann Arbor on Saturday. I don't even like saying that, that word, that phrase. Hey, uh, after Thanksgiving, it will be full-on Christmas shopping, and uh, it's holiday mode. I'll tell you what else will be in full-on mode. 2024 elections. And there isn't, there isn't a race for office in Washington, D.C. Then that is bigger than the one here in Ohio for U.S. Senate. As Ohio goes, so goes the U.S. Senate. As the Senate goes, so goes the United States. In the Senate race, career politician Sherrod Brown, he's a Democrat, 
He's currently polling below 50%. He will take on one of three GOP nominees to be decided when Republicans pick their guy on March 19th from a field that includes current state Senator Matt Dolan, current state Secretary Frank LaRose, and this guy, an outsider who some believe may get an endorsement from the 45th president and the guy running to be the 47th POTUS, Donald J. Trump. Who am I talking about? I'm talking about Mr. Bernie Marino. Bernie, welcome back to the Bruce Hooley Show. How are you this morning, sir? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for having me, Jack. Hey, it's great to have you. Real quick question. Were you, were you pumping your fist yesterday? Were you excited that the Brownies finally pulled one off against the Steelers? It was great. It was actually uh, especially great because I was watching it at home in Westlake with my two-and-a-half-year-old grandbaby who came in from New York and uh, fully turned into a Browns fan, uh, much to her uh, mom's dismay. And she's watching uh, a two-and-a-half-year-old girl rooting for football, uh, making all the appropriate gestures at the right time. That's wonderful, raising her right. Hey, uh, I know we've got limited time. Let's get right down to business. Emerson College released a poll last week that showed uh, GOP candidates, you, LaRose, Dolan, essentially staying the same while support for Sherrod Brown across the board is picking up steam. Now, in order to beat Sherrod, you first have to win the GOP primary. Uh, That in itself, knowing that the press always gives you a story with a story behind the story. So I question these polls and I question the narratives. Um, Bernie, what do you think it will take for you to influence Ohio voters to pick you to represent the GOP in that 24 race? Well, people have got to get to know me, right? They got to, they got to know that I'm a business person. I've never held public office, never been on a ballot. I'm an outsider, somebody who knows how to get things done. Somebody's created businesses. That's what we need in Washington, D.C. I've traveled every corner of the state since April 18th when I launched it, probably about 70,000 miles in a car. And what I hear resoundingly is people want term limits, uh, which, as you know, I'm the chair of U.S. Term Limits for Ohio. They're sick of career politicians. They're sick of people who've not actually done anything in the private sector. Uh, so for me, it's showing that contrast with not only Sheriff Brown, but with my two opponents in the primary, I think it's pretty clear. As you know, voting starts in less than 90 days, mm-hmm. and this primary is over in uh, four months from today. It's crazy. Yeah, I have a little more trust inherently for people who have signed the front of a paycheck instead of those who have only ever signed the back of a paycheck when they're talking about leading our country. Uh, that same poll, though, Bernie, it has you 11 points down on Sherrod right now. First, do you buy that, and what would it take for you to take his Senate seat? Well, of course I buy that because the reality is people don't know me. I mean, Sherrod Brown is universally known. He's been a career politician for almost 50 years, but he's polling at 41, 42 percent. I mean, that's that's catastrophically bad for a guy like Sherrod Brown. Uh, what what that poll tells me is people want an alternative and just not enough people know me. So we started advertising a couple weeks ago. We're going to continue to advertise right through the primary. And I think once people see who I am and hear my message, I think we're going to beat Sherrod Brown pretty resoundingly. I think we're going to lock up this primary pretty resoundingly also. Yeah, I found it interesting, that same poll, there were 26% undecided when they were talking about a matchup between you and Brown, and I think you just kind of hit that nail on the head. Here's a tough question. Wouldn't one nod from Donald Trump, as it did in the 2022 race when he picked uh, J.D. Vance, wouldn't that change the entire landscape of not only the GOP race, but the run against Sherrod Brown? No, absolutely. There is no more powerful endorsement than the endorsement from President Trump. And uh, we feel pretty good about where we're at. Uh, I'm, I'm Like him, I'm a business person. I'm an outsider. Uh, prior to him becoming president, he had never served in office before, just like me. Uh, neither one of us are looking for a job. We're doing this because we've 
been sold out by career politicians. So I think we have a lot in common. I'm going to put you on the spot here, Bernie. If you had to bet, what is the chance that, that Trump weighs in on this race in the primary? He'll 100% he'll weigh in on this race in the primary. There's no question about that. President Trump loves Ohio. This is the uh, core of his support in the Midwest. This is from here. Uh, we uh, uh, fix and uh, win in Pennsylvania and Michigan and Wisconsin. This is uh, ground zero for President Trump in, Ohio, uh, in the Midwest. And Ohio is a state that he cares a lot about. And he'll weigh in. And he'll win Ohio pretty resoundingly. That same poll has him 50-plus points ahead of all the other Republican nominees and about 12 to 15 points ahead of Biden. Yeah, that was that was uh, I don't want to say surprising, but he's uh, he's he's got a huge lead here. And um, we'll see how that how that maybe changes in the days and weeks ahead as these cases uh you know, continue down their course, uh, which anyone who has a brain knows most of them. I mean, I think they're all bogus, but. I digress there. Hey, uh, tomorrow I'm going to have U.S. Congressman uh, Jim Jordan with us, and he's chairman of the House Judiciary Committee. And that committee just received, Bernie, another whistleblower testimony claiming that the Florida division of the FBI promoted a guy that is anti-Trump. But before they would promote him, they made him scrub his social media accounts to eliminate any evidence of his vitriol uh, for the former president. We'll learn more about that tomorrow. But if you're elected to the U.S. Senate— how do you even begin to go about de-weaponizing the federal policing apparatus and stopping it from being turned against political opponents? Well, first of all, I just say thank God for Jim Jordan. I mean, he's doing an amazing job really putting all this stuff out for the public to see. We deserve that kind of transparency, and Jim's at the tip of that spear. So great, great man, great warrior. Uh, the Senate plays a unique role because we're going to confirm the next director of the FBI. We're going to confirm the next attorney general. We're going to confirm somebody who's actually a reformer. We need to go layers deep. It's not just about replacing that one individual. You've got to go three, four, five layers deep, clean house. You know, the, the uh, rank and file of the FBI, the Department of Justice are probably good people. Uh, but the leadership is a mess, and we have to go in there and really fix it. As you know, Cash Patel uh, is somebody who I think would be a great director of the FBI. He's endorsing this race. He's been a warrior for President Trump. Matt Whitaker was at the attorney general. We need somebody along that ilk. He's also endorsed me in this race. So we're going to, we're going to go in there and really fix DC structurally. We're going to create something called schedule F where we can put all these career politicians, uh, career bureaucrats in a uh, separate category so that uh, they're more at will employees and not somebody, uh, some that uh, just sit there and um, know that they can't be fired and just ride out the administration. So we're going to make some structural changes in Washington, D.C. come 2025. That's awesome. Quick programming note. Bernie will be here December 18th from 11 to noon in the studio, so mark your calendar. Bernie, thanks for investing time with us today, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, Jack. Hey, we appreciate you. And I appreciate you for listening to 98.9 FM, The Answer, The Bruce Woolley Show. Jack Windsor filling in for Bruce. Hey, uh, stay tuned Uh, on the other side of this break. Going to unpack a very scary story for you. Welcome back. Thank you for listening. Hey, are you getting married next year or maybe in 2025 or do you know someone who is? I want to tell you about a, a business that uh, my wife, Whitney, and I operate. It's called the Legacy on Possum Run. Now, obviously, if you choose us, we do get a, a benefit from your doing that. So I want to give you that disclaimer. 
but all of that being said, check out the legacy on possumrun.com. That is the legacy on possumrun.com. You will be able to see with your own eyes the venue that Ohioans are raving about. Three beautifully unique spaces. There's a barn, there's a greenhouse, and there is a rustic, beautiful space with a rainbow bridge and an indoor waterfall. And the cool part is you can check out the calendar and see if your special day is open, or maybe you love it so much that you're going to just pick a date that is already available and schedule your day for that date. Pricing is there on the website. There's no guesswork. And uh, there's also a, a bonus. You get the supply closet. That's all the decorative stuff that you get to rent for free when you book the venue. So go to thelegacyonpossumrun.com. The Legacy on Possum Run, your legacy begins here. Friday, I teased a story, and uh, I feel terrible for not following up on it because it's important. I want to point you to a Washington Examiner story. Now, keep in mind, the Washington Examiner is owned by a right-leaning person. So this generally tends to be viewed uh, out there by the mainstream and and most Americans as a right-leaning outlet. I want to give you the headline, and then I'm going to march through some of the contents of the story and uh, see if you are able to identify the clues that I identified about how the press will talk about Trump, his uh, endorsed candidates in 2024, and really how the conservative movement and a representative republic is under attack, even by people on the right, even if they don't know it. Okay, the headline is Congressional Tensions Draw Comparisons to Pre-Civil War Polarization. So there you go. We're going to take you back to pre-Civil War. Well, what was the Civil War about? There are people who would say it was about more than slavery, but slavery was the the label stuck on the uh, many, many uh, issues that polarized the country. So it's it's going to be, you know, an issue that's talked about through the lens of slavery and the Civil War. Okay, so put that in your back pocket. Tensions on Capitol Hill exploded this week with several heated moments, including one incident of alleged physical violence, leading experts to to draw comparisons between the polarization in the years preceding the Civil War to current Republican divisions in the country's highest ranks. There you go. It's those it's those extreme violent Republicans. Right. Uh, a distinguished professor of history at American University, Alan Lichman, remarked on the recent Capitol Hill quarrels, noting that the heightened tensions are quite remarkable, given the relatively long history of civility in the halls of Congress. Um, well, gosh, I have so much to say about that, but I'll hold off. Uh, <laughs> Lichtman also noted that the Intraparty nature of the conflicts is the most significant difference from the violence of the 1800s, seeing that a few have, quote, involved members of the same political party, end quote. According to professor of history at Yale University, Joanne Freeman, who authored The Field of Blood, Violence in Congress and the Road to the Civil War, the recent incidents reflect a beyond fractured GOP, the tendency to engage or almost engage in violence for party members is a, quote, testament to the nature of that party, end quote, she said. Okay, so Republicans are what? Violent. That's what she's saying. Um, on Tuesday, former Speaker Kevin McCarthy was accused of elbowing Rep. Tim Burchett, is how I pronounce it. I'm not sure if he pronounces it Burkett, but it's Burchett, 
uh, in the kidney. Burchette had notably been one of the eight Republican lawmakers to vote for McCarthy's ousting. Now, Senator Mark Wayne Mullen, he's a Republican from Oklahoma, he stood up during a committee hearing to physically fight Teamsters President Sean O'Brien, who had previously challenged him to that on social media. The two men were only stopped by Senator Bernie Sanders, who intervened by, you know, pounding the gavel. In another show of volatility, House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer and Rep. Jared Moskowitz, a Democrat from Florida, got into a shouting match during a hearing later in the day, arguing over Comer's investigation of President Joe Biden's family for a large loan. And um, the article goes on to talk about uh, essentially that in her book published in 18, uh, 2018 details the significant violence and uh, tensions. And when I say her book, I'm talking about Freeman within the halls of Congress in the 1800s, which which ultimately culminated in the Civil War. Now, in the book, Freeman discusses Southerners, quote, at that time who were pretty much willing to do anything to protect what they referred to as the practice of slavery. There it is. She is drawing a parallel between GOP members of Congress and Southerners, Civil War, pre-Civil War, who were pretty much willing to do anything to protect what they referred to as the practice of slavery. Okay, you're going to think I'm crazy here, but I'm about to tell you at the deepest levels, why that comment is disturbing. I want to point you to what we've talked about on this show previously, Black Lives Matter and the anti-Israel protests in this country. Both of those are happening under this label of oppression. People who support Palestinians in their from the river to the sea, obliteration of the Jews, they're doing it under the guise of the Palestinians are being oppressed. The people who supported Black Lives Matter and the multitudes more of police violence, uh, total destruction of property, and the multitudes more uh, expense of their destructive behavior in 2020 versus, say, the January 6th events, they're okaying it in their minds under this label of oppression. So the same people who believe that oppression happens in Palestine believe that it happens in America. And the conservative GOP-ers are people who believe in a constitution and a representative republic. I'm going to tell you right now, both of those things are under attack How do I know that? Because they've been saying for years that America is inherently structurally racist. If you support the Constitution and conservatism, you are now the new slave owner. More on the other side of this break with Congressman Warren Davidson. Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525. 